0: Go to Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. He is the voice of reason, sanity, and huge opinions when it comes to Michigan. He's standing by on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing, my friend?
1: That's scary, buddy. But, uh, hey, I'll take a stab at it, you know.
0: No, I was just using it for a transition. I really didn't
1: mean <laughs> I knew you did.
0: That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, hey, what, about these, what about these Michigan fans that aren't happy that they didn't win big enough? That That should have been yeah. like 40 to 10.
1: Uh, my my colleague John Bacon once said and says it all the time. I'm in the box. Michigan fans aren't aren't happy unless they're miserable. And there's a faction like that. There's no question about it. Now it's one thing to sit there like I did on Twitter and I got called miserable for saying, well, that last drive was disappointing. They still have things to work on when they gave up a, a touchdown to a crappy offense and a prevent defense with like a mi- in a minute. You know these are there's are tiny things that you have to work on and some things to clean up. But overall, you you win twenty seven to fourteen. You cover the spread that game could have easily had J.J. McCarthy hit a couple of deep balls, been literally 38 to 10 or something like that, or worse. Uh, it wasn't, and you still won comfortably. Now, yeah, there were some moments there where they let him back in the game with a couple of bad plays. They relaxed a little bit, and, and you can question that, but you can't question the domination that you saw. That offensive line was pushing Iowa around. This is the, the nation's number one-ranked defense, and granted, the, the the level of competition they played wasn't great so far, and, and other teams will do some things against them too, but this Michigan offensive line was took it personal, you could tell, and I asked Trevor Keegan that, Michigan's left guard, after the game, I said, Did you read the clippings? Could you you know, did you have it in, in mind going in what you guys wanted to do? And he said absolutely and you could see his eyes light up. So uh flat out dominance and the defense needs to tip to stiffen up a little bit to beat the Ohio States on the schedule and maybe Penn State, but overall you can't complain, Bill, that was a fantastic win and there's a reason that they're a top five team in the country.
0: And the only thing I don't junk points at the end, I I'm not gonna dissect that mm-hmm. but Right. There, is, there is something about McCarthy where he hasn't looked comfortable the last two weeks.
1: Well, 18-24 to is, you know what, yeah. I thought he looked comfortable there. The one thing yeah. I, I would say is that the you know what first of all they didn't put him in positions to fail and that's a good thing everybody was like oh just let him be let JJ be JJ well no you don't let a sophomore quarterback in his first start in that environment go out there and start slinging it they did exactly what they should have done they ran the ball down their throats on that first drive and they set the tone and, and Bill you would not have believed how quiet it got in there after that that is one way that is the way to quiet a crowd in that environment is to run the ball down their throats because they know they don't have an answer for you. It's like Kirk Ferentz said, "You are a great play caller. It's easy to call plays." He said, "If you can run the ball like they did, and that's exactly right." It wasn't disparaging towards the Michigan play callers. It's just a fact that if you can run the ball like that, then it opens up all aspects of your playbook. Now, you knew their shots were coming. He just missed on them. Just this one was a little bit closer. He had one that could have put Michigan up fourteen to nothing. Roman Wilson, he let him just a little bit too much, and I think he's going to get better there, but. More than anything, the short passes. I call it the Cade McNamara offense. You know, he threw for 155 yards, and a lot of them were intermediate and short passes. But they were right on the money, and that's what they, that's what needs to happen in that kind of an offense. They're getting seven yards, they're getting six yards, they're getting you know a 15 yard play. So, uh, and I think you're going to see him get more and more comfortable, Bill, as we go on here. I think he's going to pick apart a couple of the offenses that he faces here in the next three weeks, starting with Indiana on Saturday.
0: You know, I get the numbers at <laughs> 18 and 24 in the. High yep. uh, completion percentage, but there's just that vi- the visual, man, and hmm. that he's the guy. And there's you know he, uh, and, and again, he's young. I go go back yep. to his high school days. This is the stiffest competition he's faced when he's the guy going start to finish. And I, I just think there's an adjustment period here, and they've been able to beat Maryland, who's not that bad of a team. I watched that Michigan State game; they're not that bad. They're going to be eight and four. Probably something like that in another bowl game where they won a bowl game last year in Iowa, in Iowa City. You mentioned the crowd. I'll give JJ credit there, but I think the flash of JJ when he when he splashed last year, I think a lot of people, media, fans have had the bar set really high on this dude.
1: Way too high. And we said that, you know, and it's, it's amazing. You know, you wonder why it was close. And Joel Klatt, the analyst, outstanding analyst on Fox, said, you know, if you look at him last week against Maryland, you know, you could see why Cade McNamara was still the quarterback last year. He was taking risks that he didn't need to take. He put the ball on the ground, and he did again on, on Saturday. I don't really blame him for that. He got hit right when he was throwing the ball because of a, a breakdown at right tackle again, which needs to be shored up. But uh, more than anything, you know, this kid isn't going to win the Heisman Trophy in his second year. And people were, but that's what Michigan fans do, right? When when everybody makes fun of them for September Heisman's and go back to Tate Forcier and you go back to Denard Robinson, you know what? Let this kid grow into the role. And and really, the most impressive thing about it, okay, he, he managed the game perfectly. you can say it. He managed the game. He was a game manager on Saturday, right? It's not a pejorative, people. You know what? He did a perfect job of that within the, the framework of the offense that Jim Harbaugh likes to run. But afterwards, you know what? He was not at all upset. In fact, he was. Thrilled. 155 yards. He's thrilled with the win. He doesn't care if he throws for 90 yards or 390 yards. And there are going to be times this year when they're, they're going to ask him to throw more. But what he's done is really become the leader. And uh, when I saw him interacting with Iyabi Oki, formerly Iyabi Anoma, who uh, really made some huge plays at defensive end down the stretch and you know loving him up. And I'm like, this guy is, is a leader. And you can tell they love him. So he's going to continue to grow into that role. But people expecting him to throw for 300, 400 yards per game this early in his career just wasn't going to happen
0: I think a lot of Michigan fans have angst because they're comparing Michigan to Ohio State right now I really do and they know Michigan has to go there and they're looking ahead and they're uh, we're we're not going to have the dynamic quarterback they have it could be I mean by the time you get there and, and part of me watches their vanilla play calling just pound the rock uh, short intermediate passes I still have this side of me that says Harbaugh is saving a lot <laughs> for the end of the season or games when you need it. I really believe that.
1: I believe that, too. There's no question. We saw part of it uh, on Saturday on that reverse to Ronnie Bell. That was a uh, take on a play that they have been running all year, and and then they come back, and with the reverse, they show it, the one formation, and then they run the reverse out of it. You had three linebackers on the snap that were going with the ball with the way that the offensive line was going and boom, here comes Ronnie Bell. And so that was an adjustment. That was something that was uh, that was perfect. It was perfect for that situation. Now they didn't need to open up every every part of the playbook in that game. Once you get up against Iowa, you know what? You keep pounding it in if you can run the ball against these guys, they're going to have a hard time coming back on you. I thought the game plan was outstanding. If they'd made a couple more plays, I, I didn't think the execution was great a couple of times. He missed Ronnie Bell one time, or not, when, he, when uh, Roman Will Wilson. It, it, we went to Roman Wilson when Ronnie Bell was wide open, and he missed Roman Wilson, and he had a couple of others. Uh, other than that, other, if they get those, you know what? That's a thirty to nothing game at halftime, or, or twenty-seven to nothing. So uh, those things will come. There's no question about it. But the deep ball right now isn't his forte, and it's supposed to be. I don't think he's hit one since that since the uh, Hawaii game. But the plays are there, and they're being set up by the outstanding run game. So keep doing what they're doing, and you're right. They're going to see. We're going to see more and more. Variations and, and looks going forward, especially as they get into Penn State and Ohio State and teams like that.
0: Okay, from the Iowa win and Chris Ballas on the Wolverine.com the Michigan Insider joining us talking about Michigan bumping to five and zero. They're still number four in America, twenty seven fourteen in Iowa City. Hawkeyes fall to three and two. Crazy weekend in the Big Ten, watching Purdue manhandle uh, hmm. Minnesota. It, it kind of is the big two and uh, the little. Uh, what is it? Twelve now other teams it is I it's Big Ten looks really weak outside of Michigan and Ohio State maybe Penn State I'll give them some love and I'll be curious to see that game at the big Mm -hmm. house Uh, but uh, what did you take from Iowa City and your trip out there that you like that tells you this team can beat Penn State Ohio State and win out and, and what concerns you moving forward
1: yeah, they better be Penn State at home. That's a team that uh, that they handle at home unless there's no crowd, like in, in 2020, which was uh, obviously different. But uh, I think that the, the, the two things, number one, the offensive line, when they play together. They haven't had a, an offensive line with chemistry all year because they've had guys hurt. Ryan Hayes in the first game and Trevor Keegan, when he came back and we watched the film and I asked Jim Harbaugh this today at his press conference, I said, it just seems like a different animal when he's in there. And he goes, yeah. He said it was good with guys like Giovanni. Ronnie in there uh, as a sophomore, and he said, but it, it, Trevor Keegan takes it to another level. These guys were, were beating people up, and if they're going to do that and be able to run the ball like that, then they're going to win a lot of football games with their offense as long as they protect the ball. Lake Corham, too. I think we are finding out that he's a similar back to Hassan Haskins in terms of his strength. You know what? Everybody looks at his height, 5'8", and they say, oh, he's too small. This kid's built like a tank, and he's moving the pile, and he's getting those positive yardage plays at four become six, three become five that Hassan Haskins used to get. I do want to see some more explosive plays in the running game and I think we will. Iowa's not the team that usually gives those up, but in, in the first couple of weeks against some of those cream puffs on the schedule, I thought they'd have a few more. So that's one area you want to see. Last year they led the nation in explosive plays over 50 yards. This year they don't have one. So that needs to improve the defense. In my opinion, I, I still don't know in terms of pass coverage. Uh, if you look at what Spencer Petras did, and he's, and he's put. I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but it's just a fact. It's just not a very good quarterback. Threw for, I think, a season-high 246 or something like that, and part of it was at the end when they had let up, but uh, they gave way too much in the middle of that defense. They're playing more zone, more quarters this year, and there are too many gaps between the linebackers and the safeties, and guys like Junior Coulson really have to step up in that role. The tight ends were open for Iowa. They could have had more yardage even, Bill, if Peters had been decent what really needs to be better the run defense i thought improved on saturday and uh and that's going to need to continue but again that's not the standard this year iowa just isn't that team so we're going to see some teams like penn state try to run at them with their freshman running back and uh, and even michigan state has some still has some bullets in that chamber bill i'm telling you they're going to have they're going to be up for that game i don't care if they're two and five or two and four or whatever so those are the things that need to improve going forward here
0: The big number, though, 172 rushing yards for Michigan, 35 for Iowa at home this past Saturday in Michigan's 27-14 win. You can follow everything Michigan football with Chris Ballas and the team at TheWolverine.com, part of the On3.com team. Also, go to TheWolverine.com to hear the weekly Michigan football podcast with former Michigan offensive lineman Doug Skeen and Chris. Chris, appreciate the update. We'll talk later in the week. Sounds great, Billy. Thanks, buddy. All right, Chris Ballas joining us on the Meyer Guest side of Meyer proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics.